0: Here we go. Great. So I'm Gemma Sampson. I'm an advanced sports dietitian and today I'm chatting with Till Schenk. Is that how I pronounced your last name right? That's
1: pretty damn good actually. Yeah
0: that's good. Um, he's a bit of an adventurer. Um, a really cool story and he's been using super sapiens for a good few months now including in some interesting the stupid seven everesting project and so I'm really curious to hear how that's influenced what he's been eating lately. So how like how did you get onto the Super Sapiens and what did you find doing that with um yeah your Stupid Seven Everstings?
1: Um well I got onto it through a friend actually um who I know from years back working with him he was working a different job at um some of the triathlon teams so that's how I knew him and then he contacted me about Super Sapiens when he heard about the Stupid Seven the idea of severesting uh, everesting seven country, countries in seven days and um, he was like well i've got this thing super sapiens it reads out your glucose you get it in real time it influences how you eat when you during training recovery and everything like let's collect some data so we started doing it there it was very short notice i didn't know much about it So basically early stages, I had that um, glucose patch on my on my arm and uh, or Rita and, you know, you could check your phone and gave gave us data on where the glucose is, where it should be and everything, Um, which was really interesting during the stupid seven, but the, the key was really the last couple of months now using it on a regular basis because the system kind of learns your habits and your your eating habits, your training habits, your sleep habits, kind of adjust accordingly where your glucose levels should be, hmm. and so on and on. And um, so now I have an understanding of what to do with the data.
0: Yeah, and so it's you say it's on the back of your arm, and then you just leave it. That you like, does it? How, how does it? Is it just literally stuck on you on your arm like a band aid, or how does it actually?
1: uh the jumper's too tight.
0: I think <laughs> <laughs> he's trying. To, he's trying to show me. He's trying. To...
1: Go you know, so it's the same thing that's used for diabetes patients, right? Just basically a different app build around it and, and behind it. And I just I did not prepare that actually, it's pure chance because I'm a lazy person, I haven't cleaned up after last parcel arrived. So <laughs> I've, got the, I've got some spare monitors here, so that this is what they look. I'll just unwrap it unboxing. Um, so it's basically just those two two things, two parts. And you would take the cap off, take the cap off, put it in, and then it just with a there's a spring inside that's preloaded, mm-hmm. and you just push it on the back of your arm and just a quick pinch, a yeah. very tiny needle that goes into your arm.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, then it sits there for two weeks until it needs to be replaced.
0: And it doesn't matter if it gets wet.
1: No, no, no. I shower with it, I swim with it. Um so the, the, I I ice faith with it to be in the trend, or uh, follow the trend. So yeah, and then so they're, they're working on an interface right now with um, I believe with like Garmin head units and Polar and everything that's out there. At the moment, it's still an app, which is awesome for training and, and everyday habits and so on. Um, obviously, in racing, you don't really carry your phone with you and check the app. Mm-hmm right? So that's where you're going to have to interface with the Garmin and you're basically going to get a message. L- listen up, your glucose trend line is about to drop. So time to eat, which uh, then once that that probably works, it should mean that you've got a note of you need energy soon before you actually feel it. Yeah. Um, but it which is interesting because
0: can- like a lot of the times I, when I'm working with people, they're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not hungry. I don't feel like I need it. And then, and then 20, 30 minutes later, they just fall off the edge of the cliff.
1: Yeah, but it's also it's like at the same time, um, yeah, there's the math and the testing on how many grams per a kilogram body weight and so on you want to um, consume per hour and everything, but that's still guesswork. So you might be overloading and everything, which I had... Um, terrible experiences with during the stupid seven. Um, like
0: in terms of yeah well, and this is interesting because I always talk about um like with guidelines like recommendations are a starting point and but then at the individual level you might need more or you might need less, which is always where that whole like test and adjusting comes in. so this sounds really interesting in terms of like that, that specific um how much. so yeah, so what were you doing during the stupid seven then?
1: Well, so the, the, I've done a lot of testing beforehand, like racing Ironman races, which nutrition works for me, like which brand, what kind of nutrition, and so on. So I'm, a, I'm very much a, like up to Ironman distance, very much of a gel and liquid kind of guy. So that's all good. And I figured out which brand works for me, and there's huge differences for me. So all great. So we were like, ah, oh, cool, this, this works. So we'll just do the math for an Everest thing and, and calculate. We were planning the seven, so we didn't want to push it. So, you're planning like 16 hours a day. Turns out, 16 hours a day to get the amount of calories in that you uh, need for an Everesting purely on sugar very quickly goes to your stomach to the point of. Yeah. (laughs) So
0: you need you need so many calories. That's where like the the type of event is totally going to influence the type of foods that you're going to want to eat as well. Because it's going to be the speed is a bit different if you're doing seven ever everestings in seven days. It's going to be a completely different speed to like you say, like an Iron Man speed.
1: That's the coolest thing about like doing the ultra distances and and stuff like that. It's like the things you learn, and it's like I find it super fascinating. Um, A lot of people think I'm stupid (laughs) like I get this smile and I I understand on my face and my my eyes light up I find it super fascinating though so like during the Everest thing, trying just sugar basically like um you know sports strings and gels and everything I literally on one of the repetitions I I came up top of um, of the climb and the crew was there and I was like guys I think I'm gonna throw up soon (laughs) and I literally made it to the bottom and on the next climb I just violently threw up five times like no control right I mean two times I just managed to stop the bike the other times wasn't even a chance to stop the bike Mm. and obviously it's not great but it's not that kind of like I've got food poisoning kind of thing or something so I lost like 30 watts about that but then it stayed like that so about two three hours later the stomach had recovered I could eat normally again couldn't keep a gel or anything in anymore so, so the, the sugar in that version was done for the day but the, the energy remained at that point of like 30 watts below what it um what it was so yeah it's uh it's been super interesting to to so, use like
0: what, so the, if you then took stop with the gels what were you eating instead um during those the stupid seven uh pancakes pancakes
1: um pumpkin soup
0: yeah
1: Oh my God, pumpkin soup with like a proper broth in it and sun. So now that was a game changer. Well,
0: it'd be good because you're getting like carbohydrate. It's relatively easy to digest. And, but also there's fluid and, and, and then probably salt too. So then you're getting a mixture of different, um, yeah. components that are all important for not only keeping you fueled and energized, but keeping you from getting too dehydrated. Yeah.
1: Plus, we were seriously like out of luck with the weather. Yeah. Sure. So I mean like all three days were just absolutely freezing. Two days had a ton of rain uh, and everything. I mean like
0: when was it? Was it September or October? So it
1: went fa- from the last days of September into the first days of October. Yeah. So we finished it off on October 3rd. And, and that day it was it was hideous. I was riding the warmest winter kit I had for cycling. And yet put on mountain jacket and mountaineering pens and everything just to and, and at that even there there's like so we we had oliver with us to shoot a documentary about it and he was like you know whenever you can like shoot little uh cell phone videos of like how you're feeling and everything and i'm, I'm a hopelessly optimistic guy on the point but there's this one video of me out there i'm like just shaking on the on the way up. i'm like i'm actually not sure how to do this today <laughs> um simply because it was just so cool so all that came together and Man, Pumpkin Soup became a big friend. Had,
0: been, you done, had you done a thing before that?
1: An indoor one.
0: An indoor one. Okay, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Oh, that, that was in lockdown, wasn't it?
1: That was in lockdown, yeah.
0: What did, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So, like, what did you use to fuel the indoor lock, uh, the indoor one versus the outdoor, outdoor one?
1: I don't want to talk about it.
0: <laughs> Why not?
1: Oh, my God. There is <laughs> photos of it. It is shocking. So basically I went into, I came I came from my trip through Africa, came back, caught some stomach bug, didn't train for six weeks. Then we went into lockdown. And for the first 21 days, I couldn't motivate myself to do anything. I was literally just sitting on my butt on the couch and just, you know, like, like eating and drinking and not exercising at all. So there's those pictures of me eating a Nutella peanut butter sandwich and like the biggest gut I've probably ever had and like just proper fluffy. And, and there is me with my Nutella sandwich and like peanut butter just to add a little something to it. So I had, I had a lot of uh, Nutella and peanut butter sandwiches during that. Yeah. Some gels yeah
0: but. Well, and this is the thing like it, it's always going to be influenced by where you are where you are what you're able to access and especially i think with those longer slower um efforts you've got the capacity to digest fats a bit easier so sometimes like you say that, that peanut butter um the nutella it's there's a bit of sugar in there as well but it's tasty it's easy to get down and you're getting energy that's not just purely carbs that's the one thing and the reality
1: behind it is that I just didn't need to think about it because I knew I had to make it through that one Everesting, that was it. And let's face it, an Everesting on Swift compared to normal Everesting is, is, a, is a present. It's, you know, it's, it's a walk in the park because your avatar descends by itself. So
0: <laughs> Oh yeah, because you can hop off the bike and you just yeah, let it go. <laughs> every, time,
1: every time it descends, you've got like, I don't know, those six minutes or whatever it was. Or, or something like that, where you'd like, oh, I'll go to the bathroom, I'll take the black like, roll out, take care of my back, we'll eat a little something. And I also knew that I, w- I was going to do that and then I'm sitting here in lockdown. So who cares what's the next day, right? Yeah. Very different for if you plan seven Everest things in seven days, the thought process is like, how do you get as efficiently as possible through the day? But at the same time, basically start repairing the body already while I'm breaking it down. Yeah. And... Um, have food that allows me to sleep as quickly as possible in the evening or fall asleep. So nothing that wakes me up, nothing that's too heavy on the stomach and keeps me awake at night yeah. and so on and on and on. So yeah. that was really like, and that
0: balances the fiber as well, because then you don't want to go too much on the fiber and then having to stop every like hour to go to the toilet.
1: But that's the problem about, about like projects like that, like the, the ones that go on and on and on for, for a longer time, because there's only so long you want to go without protein, without fiber, all those things that are hard on the body. Like, if I race an Ironman for the last three days, I, I cut the protein to an absolute a minimum, um, a very little fiber and everything. And then you've got that race day that is depending on the course somewhere between whatever, 10 to 12 hours, mm. and and then that's it. But if it just keeps going on for days and days and days, at some point, your body will break down if you don't have the protein, if you don't have the BCAAs and, and stuff like that coming in. Uh, you need the fiber at some point. So yeah. Um very different.
0: Yeah, definitely. So very, I think that's different. where like that planning and testing stuff out becomes really, really bad. and obviously you're not going to do a practice run of seven Everestings for us a, for a seven Everestings. Um, but like okay, maybe you're going out and doing like a 10 hour ride and practicing like, well, how does this sit? Like, does this work? And then again the next day and, and then seeing how that sort of um carries on.
1: Yeah. And like things I didn't expect. Like I've always been the kind of guy who like I kind of ate a little bit what I was craving and what the body felt like. Yeah. Turns out my like I don't do a lot of yogurt, but I was really craving some skewer okay. during things for the morning because it's got a little bit of sugar in there. You know, you're, you're like kind of chronically in low blood sugar anyway, so that's great. It's got a nice taste and everything. Did not work well with the long-term exercise. <laughs> nope So dairy not on the menu anymore
0: yeah was that was that sort of like your vomiting days
1: I think that all came together it was basically a skewer breakfast followed by a ton of gels you
0: know? <laughs> yeah maybe maybe yeah. the combination of the fact and so like what when you're doing or planning those sorts of um big adventure days now like what are your thoughts and how you would fuel that
1: It really depends on, like, seriously, how much effort is going into the day, the individual day. So, like, when I was when I did Africa, it was twenty-one days straight without a rest day or anything, and it, it was hot outside and everything. But it was kind of just ticking over the legs. So there, I really didn't think much about it. Yeah. Um, because you know like you don't ever have any like physical stress on the digestive system or whatsoever other than from the nutrition because the heart rate is low the blood isn't pumping super fast none of that um it was, there, not,
0: it, was it wasn't done as a race then was it
1: not at all this was purely yeah, there was a, no time
0: pressures
1: yeah no time pressure no goal where to sleep the night i had my tent with me there was plenty of desert around so sleep wherever yeah. um so that was great um, very different for everything that's coming this year. It's like, it's, it's such a diverse portfolio of projects. Um, some of them like two week adventures with very different disciplines on, on different continents. And that's going to be the fun one. And honestly, I'm still playing around with it. I'm still trying to figure it out. I mean, a, one of the, the, the big things for me will be to get the system as fit and as functioning as possible before heading there. Because the more I do that, the more I know I can cut out the things that the body generally needs, but kind of gets away with not getting for a certain amount of time, but helps me, you know, like to have easily digestible things and so on. So basically, again, cut down a little bit on the protein, cut down on the fiber and everything, Um, but that only works if the system is right before. So beforehand, it's going to be hardcore focus on just getting the digestive uh, tract clean and firing well. And all those things. Um, it's going to be a lot of self-supported stuff. So again, clean body is super important beforehand because the clean of the system, and, and that's something I don't. I assume there's science behind it. I wouldn't know it, but I know it for myself, and I tried it out enough. If my system is clean, if I eat clean for a long period of time, and I, I clean the system with probiotics and everything, and get around uh, ramped up, I know I need less nutrition. I need less physical food. Yes. with me which means carrying less stuff with me which means less weight on the trip again means wasting less energy so slapping stuff around and so on so that's all going to go into the calculation of that stuff here. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. And so, with with using the um, the Super Sapiens at the moment, like I know you've been doing like these little tests about different mm-hmm. foods. Like I've seen, like I think about the pineapple and like a high GI breakfast versus a low GI breakfast. So, like, yeah. what what have you learned? What sort of foods, firstly, have you been doing like, with those tests, and what have you been learning? Um, th- there's no
1: real surprises, to be very honest. You know, <laughs> it's the feeling you get on a long day on a bike, anyways. You have a high carb breakfast and. get hungry fairly quickly out on the bike because you just burn through it you have a high fat high protein breakfast um on days where you don't have to smash it out the gate you know um it lasts way longer i i I ride on water way longer before um replenishing with more with like any carbohydrates or whatsoever out there so so that's the given so there's been a lot of playing around with um, oatmeal in the morning with like apple in it and so on which is known to spike the glucose levels uh, in the body and and that kind of stuff, a little bit of maple syrup on it versus a breakfast that's uh, maybe some like goat cheese and uh, avocado and some eggs and, and things like that. And some nuts. And definitely got, it's, it's especially, for, I've got like at the moment, I've got a lot of um, not too much effort, long ride right, days. Yeah, And for those days, I, I'm now at a point where I'm, almost cutting out any kind of carbohydrates for for breakfast yeah so it'll pretty much be a handful of nuts um like half a goat cheese 3x an avocado um that kind of thing if i know
0: it's all that periodization of foods because like you say the the carbohydrates the intensity but then if you wanted to go long and slow, then you want to be efficient and using a, the diesel engine essentially, and using fats. And so by fueling with fats, you help that process along. <laughs> you frozen me then. <laughs> what, what, was no. I you were you frozen? No, you were frozen, I wasn't frozen. <laughs> <laughs> but it also says that my internet
1: connection is instable it just said that okay, okay. we're back so yeah. we're talking about the periodization yeah um, of yeah the I was about
0: periodization and how like yeah with um it, it all comes down to that you say that that intensity where high intensity speed carbs but then you want to be that diesel engine for the longer slower constant um, and so by fueling with those fats and proteins you help that process along that's what,
1: what does my head in about all those nutrition trends and everything that's out there, um, especially in the world that we live in with like endurance athletes and everything. The, all those, those dietary trends and so on, they might work great for your everyday person, but not if you're going 15, 20, 25, 30 hours of training a week. It just isn't. There does not There theres a purpose for fats, for protein, for carbohydrates, for everything in the body. They interact with, you, with each other and so on. Yeah. and. That's why I don't understand why people go like completely like, oh well, no, I need to be all keto or or whatever. I'm like, no, there is times for certain things, you know, just because for my long ride right breakfast, I'm now not eating carbohydrates. That mm-hmm. still means I'm far, far, far away from the keto diet. You oh, know? sure. Yeah. Because uh, I 100% refuel with carbohydrates, um after the training and everything you know how it is that it helps transport the proteins actually to where they need to go so yeah like people who don't put any carbs in that's a thing like protein powders no carb protein powders money (laughs) out the window but yeah (laughs) um
0: yeah like they've all they've all got their place but if you can get it from if you can get it from food first and foremost it's it's tastier it's better for you and it's it's yeah much the more natural you can have your diet the better for sure yeah because and have you found like with with using the super sapiens and seeing how different foods affect um like your blood sugar levels and stuff like have you found that has been changing your food habits and what you eat and make you think twice about it
1: so basically i I don't know if it comes across on the app or not i gotta show you okay so it's basically this is the home screen of the app right um this is kind of what it looks like so you've got your low close levels up here you've got sort of a grayish bar here that's your target zone and then you see how it goes along there so i'm kind of like when i eat you see a couple of high that was just after eating obviously or you so glucose goes up in the body when you start exercising um because the body starts accessing it it starts the second you get up you get out of your, your lying down position in the bed there's going to be a quick spike and so on you learn all that but um so the goal is to, to just keep it in there and like looking at that screen every once in a while i'm like there's this goal of like i want to be as close as possible to my target zone you know, it's a competition, you try, try,
0: try to be perfect.
1: <laughs> um, so it's it, it is a great reminder, it just makes me think so much more. Like, yesterday, I was meeting a friend and it was like, Oh, do we drink a coffee? She's like, Oh, no, I had so much coffee already. It's like, All right, let's have ice cream. And literally, while getting ready for the ice cream, I'm like, No, you really don't need ice cream right now. In the past, <laughs> it would have been hell yeah, in with the ice cream. Now it's like, Rethink it no, I really don't need it. I don't even crave it that much. Like, I will still give in to craving. I feel like I really want it right now because I've got this addictive personality that's then going to carry that thought of ice cream around for five days until I finally give in. So why torture myself for five days if I know one ice cream a month will do it? Yeah. Um, But it, it, it makes me think a lot more. It makes me think in the supermarket. What am I buying? What am I not buying? Snacking. Holy snap. You know, it's like, those uh, like corn crackers or things like that oh just like a small bag yay and you're just like <laughs> i was like okay interesting um it makes me think a lot more about when i eat okay. at- especially after training yeah. so you know there's more and more research that suggests that after training the more you can prolong the process of refueling the body and so on, the more the highest effect of the training and so on continues in the body. Um, One of the reasons why if you take supplements with vitamins and certain things, you shouldn't like straight start the repair process because you interrupt the natural body's repair process, which essentially is the idea of improving. Um, So, But I also know that my biggest immune system killer is starving myself. It, my yeah. immune system instantly goes down, done and dusted.
0: Yeah. Um, which is, so, pretty, which is, which is it's a common thing, especially with people going low carb. It's very, very common for it to um, impact your immune system. And especially after like really high intensity training, it can compromise your immune system then too. Yeah.
1: And it's, it's basically my immune system has been kind of not ideal ever since a severe form of glandular fever. So for, for years and years and years now, and at the moment, it's the coldest temperatures we had in winter in Girona a long time. I by far have the highest training load and I haven't been sick in basically since I started using the app. Because right mm-hmm. now, it's rather than waiting to the point where I start getting hungry after training session, mm-hmm. I'll just monitor and see the point when my glucose starts dipping or like trend lining to a constant down rather than an even mm-hmm. um, and then it's where I go like, okay, pushed it far enough now with the training effect and everything time to replenish a little bit so it, it very much influences my my behavior a lot yeah
0: that's interesting and have you noticed um like because then if you're like snacking less and stuff like that then perhaps your perhaps your overall food intake is dropped like have you noticed that's affected your weight at all
1: Yes, so weight's going down. I expect a lot more to happen from here on out. So I'm just coming back from shoulder injury. So I wasn't allowed to do any strength training and everything, which we all know is is super important as well. Also like burning calories and everything. Like my upper body doesn't have any muscles left now after 10 weeks of inactivity for the upper body. Um, So there's no extra burn in there or whatsoever. But uh, yeah, the weight went down and the energy levels just went through the roof after... Probably adjusting the food for about four to six weeks, I wanna say. Like, I'm training harder than in a very long time, like, very specific. It's January, I'm way in the 20 plus hour training range right now. And, and that's not confectoring in stretching hours and stuff like that. And yet, I haven't been that efficient in the work I need to do at home, working on my projects, planning projects, computer work, catching up with people, just being alert all throughout the day. Um, huge change happening there right now.
0: Because so, like, it's talking about like what you eat on the bike and stuff. Are you eating more or less when you're on the bike now?
1: I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm afraid to say in case my coach listens to that. Uh, less.
0: <laughs> less. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I and, mean, like what, and what would you like eat as a standard during like some of these, like you say, like doing these long rides, what would you, what, do, what sort of foods would you eat? Um, So I I have that
1: bigger breakfast before heading out. And then frankly, the first two and a half hours, I'm basically on water, depending on the route I pick. If I come by a nice cafe I like, there might be one coffee stop in between, but still no no calories. And then after two and a half hours, um, depending on how I feel, I either start eating a banana, which is sort of like slower released carbohydrates or if I can feel I pushed it a little too far, I'll, I'll have a gel. Um, I still in training, like even in everyday training, I keep the intake of a little bit of gel and, and sports drink up just to have the body used to it constantly and so on, because I know that is, it's exactly the product I'll use in, tra- in, in racing. There are sessions now where we simulate the whole racing situations where it will be only that, but then I'll also start fueling after 30 minutes. that's a little bit different um but yeah i I might like so if you take my typical route like on saturday saturday was big breakfast water for the first two hours 10 then a coffee after the coffee another 20 minutes about that and then i was like okay i went a little bit too far here so one gel um after two and a half hours that was the first carbohydrates then after three hours got to escala bought a little bag of uh, cashew nuts so then I had some cashew nuts something the body could just play with for, the, for a, a little bit for a long time and after 3:30 started drinking a sports drink in the bottle over the next hour roughly that, like that after four hours another gel and then admittingly needed an emergency gel. it's not it's wrong. it's not an emergency gel. I could feel how I was getting tired and I was about 30 minutes from home. Yeah, And it was just the point of on a, on a normal day, I would have easily ridden it to the end, but I also knew that on Sunday there was another five to six hour ride. Yeah. So putting that gel in was basically in my head already part of already replenishing yeah. and then. Getting exactly. Which I
0: think it's, it's, it's good. It's a good practice to get thinking, not just what am I doing? What am I doing and eating now, but what do I need to eat to prep and prepare for tomorrow? Because what I eat now is going to influence tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I oh, no, absolutely. It's and it's not just that. Like there is a lot of stuff going on with different projects, with planning the continents and some projects beforehand and the commentary work and all that that's happening right now, that the days are really full. So I I basically I get off the bike, I quickly just yeah, sit for like 10 minutes or something, just calm down, have my shower, put some food in, but then I need to be good to go again.
0: Yes. Awesome. And that's uh, definitely where that the, a bit on the more aggressive side, the recovery can be helpful to avoid being a little bit lightheaded or fuzzy or lusty. Even
1: super interesting playing around with the glucose, playing around with the food, playing around with my uh, recovery smoothie. So I was trying to figure out like with my recovery smoothie, Like, how does it affect the body? What do I put in there? What do I not put in there? And it's like, okay, again, taking out some of the fruit, adding some avocado and and more nuts and uh, some chia seed and things like that. Less of a spike in the whole thing and more like different sources of energy. So I've got the fruit, some dried strawberries and a banana and, and some stuff like that in there. Um, which is sort of like that instant access after training so I stay alert because I don't have that hour to like go uh, and then be back because I need to jump into the next conference call whatsoever yeah and but then I would crash but now I've got the avocado and the nuts and everything in there so there's this late release energy that's coming in there and suddenly it's like oh yeah great yeah Um, I, yeah, I, I love working with the app. It's amazing because it just like it lets me it let me play with with the food I eat, and uh, with the snacks. I'm I'm done with snacking basically. It barely ever happens.
0: That's interesting.
1: Um, yesterday I bought snacks for the first time in a very long time. Uh, um, a bag of nuts. Because
0: um, even when you are snacking, it's then it's changed the types of foods that you're buying for those snacks.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 completely um, very different. Also like the whole mindset of like, what's a reward? So I I had uh, yesterday after I finished the ride, amazing training week, 25 hours, fulfilled every session as the coach wanted. I had a great work week, got everything done that I wanted. So after the ride, there was this feeling of like, I'm going to treat myself now. That used to be ice cream or pancakes or something like that. Now it was tuna
0: tacos at horse category.
1: (laughs) And
0: the thing is like sometimes these sorts of foods they can be um, like they help like sort of really tasty but maybe a little bit more expensive foods they're like oh no it's too expensive but actually you eat it and you really really enjoy it so like if you're gonna spend your money on something like okay, a well like ice cream versus like some like you say like some really tasty like nutritious tacos go for it
1: it's the funniest thing I the, the super sappiens app literally is saving me money because I'm just realizing now thinking about and learning so much more about the food I want so much of the takeaway food I used to get just has stuff in that I don't really want in my food. Yes. So I've been cooking way more at home and I've been going out way less and yeah. and so on um, and I think that's also what creates the feeling of like ooh, doing that once a week <laughs> worst category tacos now that's a real treat now yeah um, yeah and it's yeah it's great yeah.
0: Cause I'm like with you cooking more at home, like what would be your default? Like, I don't have to think about it. This is what I'm going to cook for dinner meal. Yeah.
1: Wow. That's a very good one. Um, that is so all over the place. It's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not even a dish. It's, it's your classic sort of like lazy person, leftover throw stuff together kind of thing. So there'll be like some buckwheat or quinoa um, that I will probably just like fry some a lot of tomatoes into sort of a thick tomato soup and, and then just throw vegetables in there. And like some, I, I at the moment I just love playing with like either goat cheese or um, mozzarella, okay. like throw fresh mozzarella in there just like last minute, don't melt it or something, um, things like that. So, yeah, um, working. I'm not a vegetarian so i um i will have some chicken or something or like a, a nice piece of uh, salmon or something um on the side with that and yeah then, then i got my my quinoa or my polenta or something like that for the carbs i've got my veggies and everything in there it's super easy to eat and to season like homemade tomato like a thick tomato base i mean it's it's I, it's still got pieces and everything in there but you just toss a ton of garlic in there and onions and chili and, and so on and it's so easy to make it tasty and it's so quickly done
0: that's the thing i think a lot i I think often it with people is just finding a couple of key recipes that are you don't have to think about it but you know if you track all these things in it doesn't really matter what's in the fridge like if i use these flavorings it'll make it taste good and combine well and often it is so much faster than like ordering takeaway or like walking to buy a takeaway or something instead
1: i've very much come to the habit now to have like self pre cooked, not in supermarket, but self pre sweet potatoes in the fridge. Because oh, yeah. at the moment, I'm on a complete sucker for just basically sweet potato mash as a base and then yeah. all sorts of things thrown on top of that. Have you ever taken
0: food. the sweet potatoes out on the bike?
1: I have not taken the sweet potatoes out, no, but I have played around with eating um, baby potatoes, salted baby potatoes in races, yeah, which work super well for me. Yeah.
0: I've done it before with um, the, the sweet potatoes because when you bake them, they if you don't peel them, they, they will stay relatively solid. Um, and yeah, again, it's like a little bit sweeter, but it's still um, a bit more of a slower release sort of carbs. So it's another yeah. idea for you. Definitely an interesting one, yeah.
1: No, it's it's a lot of playtime at the moment. I'm I'm like starting to uh play more with baking my own little energy bars for on the road. So again, complete second for nut butters. So yeah. just basically oats, nut butter, a couple of things, turn that into bars or little bowls and have those out on the ride. And yeah,
0: um, it's fun. Awesome. So yeah, it sounds like you've made, um, it's sort of using that, like the super sapiens has sort of made you realize a lot about how food is interacting with your body and making changes that not help you just not only just now, but like long-term for your life as well. The greatest thing, it's more
1: even just of a reminder. I mean, none of that stuff is rocket science. It's yes. things I'm relearning. I'm reevaluating it's stuff. I basically all knew but creature of habit, been sucked in by like the, the the life we have and what society dictates us and advertising candy and everything at every corner and and you know it's uh, just gotten back into that not so good habit. Mm. And this is just a great reminder of like, okay, it takes a minimum effort to do something extra, but it's so much better for you. Yeah. Um. So yeah.
0: That's cool. And so like with, with your plans this year, all the, um, you know, with the continents and everything, like what are you going to keep using, using the, like the app through all of that yeah, period yeah. as well?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the plan is really to, to keep going the entire year on it and, and try out different things. I think it's an amazing, um, learning experience. There, there are so many things I'm so eager to see if and how it influences the body and doesn't influence the body and so on. Yeah. Um, so super keen on the data for myself and playing around and really like I'm going to start working with their scientists and everything a lot now because there is a, a project that potentially takes us to Antarctica next year in February and there it really matters I mean there we're talking about food that you know there is no additional snacking like <laughs> the rations that you you have to schlep everything with you into the ice um, on a slap behind you so there is no excess weight and everything it needs to be dialed in the calories that you need how the body responds to it and it's going to be so much more detailed Do you want food that keeps the body warm doesn't cool it down and all, all sorts of things so um, yeah basically work and working with them towards that goal and try to absolutely maximize it yeah
0: Sounds like a good plan. Do you have any last words of wisdom about training or nutrition or anything before we finish up?
1: Just try out for yourself what works. Be smart about it. Put in the time to document a little bit on what you're eating, what the effects are. Again, quite nice with that app is just that you've got the diary in there where you can put food, sleep, stress, drinks, anything in there. Um, But yeah, just just play around with it just because it works for some people doesn't mean it works for you. you So that's really all it comes down to and don't listen to the magazines and and uh there's hardcore trends and that you need to go one way
0: great advice awesome well thanks for your time and we'll see you soon perfect thank you